this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to a new Disney at Play podcast. We have an announcement of new magic that's coming to Walt Disney World's 50th. But is that enough? As big announcements came out today, all tied to Walt Disney World's 50th Golden Celebration. Beyond announcing an opening date for Harmonious, Disney has announced a new nighttime show for the Magic Kingdom, as well as a new daytime show to Disney's Animal Kingdom. Additionally, new entertainment and offerings will complement the entire Walt Disney World celebration. In fact, there's even new books being offered and a big promotional event focusing on people who serve. But what is missing in action? What significant offerings are not yet outlined for Disney's 50th? And will it feel like Walt Disney World, the one that we've all come to love, without those shows and experiences? Join us today as we talk about all that's coming and all that is missing. And if you haven't had a chance yet, please, please, please make sure yeah. You, you are registered and subscribed to Disney at Play, Disney at Work at Play, on your iTunes or favorite podcast channel. Also, make sure you check out DisneyAtPlay.com. We're going to have lots of images and videos and links to all of this magic that is coming. It's an outline of everything we'll be talking about in the podcast. You'll want to check it out at DisneyAtPlay.com. Make sure you subscribe to it as well. And uh, yeah, we've got a lot to cover. Let's start where it all began, Disney's Magic Kingdom. A new nighttime spectacular, Disney Enchantment, will debut October 1st, 2021 at the Magic Kingdom. Created to launch with the world's most magical celebration, the show will take guests on a journey filled with adventure, wonder, and empowerment, inspiring guests to believe in magic. Disney Enchantment will feature music, enhanced lighting, stunning fireworks, and for the first time, immersive projection effects that extend from Cinderella Castle all the way down Main Street, USA. The, they've only offered one image of this, and what it shows is Cinderella Castle being bathed in gold with golden fireworks behind it and gold coming down Main Street USA in some projection effects. If you've not seen this, you might check out some of the previous shows that have been taking place at Disneyland out in California. Because there isn't a lot of space, they started this this uh, use of projection mapping along Main Street and other places so guests still felt like they were in the middle of the magic even though they might be far away from the castle or couldn't see everything. Uh, they even projected it on their It's a Small World attraction out in um, the backside of Fantasyland. So they've been doing this for a while. Now it's coming to the Magic Kingdom probably because they do believe that a lot of guests will be seeing the show and they want it to immerse as many guests as possible. I think all of this looks fantastic and exciting with one caveat. Guests 
love happily ever after. I know we. it just seems like we just went through losing wishes, and I cannot tell you the number of fans who were so disappointed by losing wishes, only to gain happily ever after, which received incredible acclaim to guess people love that show. I love that show. It has been, in my mind, the moment in which the pandemic would end. Seeing that show come back, which it's coming back on the 1st of July, is just, it's symbolized to me that Happily Ever After would return to our entire world, not just Walt Disney World. And so I was so excited to see that Happily Ever After would come back. And now it's going away? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe this Disney enchantment is a layer on top of Happily Ever After or a pre-show kind of thing or a secondary show. Maybe, maybe Happily Ever After is just going away for the next 18 months, but will come back at the end. It's hard, it's hard to know. They haven't really, really clarified what's happening with Happily Ever After. Only that this new show is going to take place on October 1st, on the day of Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary and will play out during that celebration. So, hmm, more to come probably on that, at least a few more images I would expect because we have very little to see and understand at this point. At the same time, they have announced that Harmonious will debut on October 1st first of that that same day at the beginning of the celebration so um i'm excited because i i actually purchased the ticket just to make sure i had a reservation for the magic kingdom i'm bummed that i'm gonna miss the epcot side because it includes ratatouille opening um it's going to be one of the largest nighttime spectaculars ever created for the disney park and the show is going to celebrate how the music of disney inspires people the world over carrying them away harmoniously on a stream of familiar Disney tunes reinterpreted by a diverse group of artists from around the globe, quote, end quote. Harmonious is going to feature massive floating set pieces, custom-built LED panels, choreographed moving fountains, lights, pyrotechnics, lasers, and more. And in fact, on our website, disneyofplay.com, you can see an image of this puppy in action. Now, it doesn't show the fireworks per se. Actually, you know what? There are two, I'm just reminding myself, there are actually two images of this show that has been um, shown, and I will get both images on the website because I think that also, where did I see that other image? There was another image of Harmonious that I thought I had seen that involved a little more pyro. I think the only disappointing, the, the show looks, the show looks colorful and whimsical and the, the fountains look great. The LED screens don't, I mean, they are LED screens and I assume that they are going to be crisp and tight. This particular photo doesn't bring me to that place, but Notwithstanding, it um, it you know it does it it does look pretty good. Um, I I want to compare it to um, the 
Um, Walt Disney World, or I'm sorry, the Disney California Adventure um, World of Color show. Yeah, there's another image of this that's shown through an orange Tory gate, and I will add this image too because it includes the fireworks as well as the fountains in the background. But again, the problem with this image, as I mentioned previous, is is that the image just isn't, um, it, it isn't making the LED screens, it, it's not showing off the LED screens by any means. That's, um, that's the only disappointing thing about both of these uh, images. Um, but I, I anticipate the LED screens will look far more, uh, far crisper and far more, um, far, far better in display than, than the former globe that was part of Illuminations. Additionally, beyond these two shows, there's a new daytime show. Also premiering on October 1st is a new daytime entertainment show at Disney's Animal Kingdom titled Disney Kite Tales. This show will pl take place several times daily at the Discovery River Amphitheater beginning October 1st. Performers will fly wind catchers and kites of all shapes and sizes while out on the water elaborate three-dimensional kites, some stretching to 30 feet long, will depict Disney animal friends like Simba, Zazu, Baloo, and King Louie. These colorful creations will dance through the sky to the beat of favorite Disney songs in an uplifting, vibrant experience for the whole family. Well, boy, I lots of mixed feelings about this. Um, and the images on our Disney at Play site. Um, I think they ended Rivers of Light too soon. I think they made a mistake in ending Rivers of Light. That show had a great score. That show had a lot of great elements in it. It needed people and more in it. They had gotten rid of the few people that were on the boats. This show's got people holding up all sorts of kites and little things through this. I think this needs to be combined with Rivers of Light because just watching a kite show for a couple of minutes is not carrying the day. Now, mind you, I'm thrilled that they're doing anything with the amphitheater. That is really needed. And during the winter months, that's going to be fine to do that, to just stop, drop, and enjoy a show for, for 10, 15, 20 minutes, maybe. I don't think it'll be much longer than that. But uh, it's not something I want to go see uh, in the heat and humidity of the day come next summer. So this seems like a stopgap measure until they figure something else out, maybe. I don't know. But, you know, the kites were used in Epcot Forever, which is coming back on October 1st. Although I've heard the kites will not be back as part of that show. But the kites were used in the original Epcot Forever, and I love the kites. But part of why I love the kites is that it was lit up at night, which was just really kind of clever. Um, these do look like pretty impressive kites. It sounds impressive when you say 30 feet long, but that lagoon is really long. And 30 feet doesn't carry much um, when you are a distance of 100 yards away or further. 
And so I'm a little, I'm a little skeptical that a bunch of kites are going to carry the day. It seems like there needs to be something more to carry that. If nothing else, take those beautiful lotus blossom fountains and so forth and just put them out in the water to add to the element. Take the boats, put them back in the water, take anything and add to it. Um, I, you do notice, though, it is going to be several uh, times daily. So that says to me, we've got a shorter show. It's going to be poised in a way that you can move guests out, move guests in, and so forth. I'm thrilled they're doing something. But again, that leaves me with several questions about what they're missing. And uh, I'll come I'll come back to that even more. Now, at the same time, they took the Fab, well, the Fab 7, and they parked them in the middle of Main Street, put their new iridescent fashions on, and proclaimed that during the world's most magical celebration, they will not only have their looks, but the Disney, um, that there will be a cavalcade coming through the parks several times daily, just as they've been doing with the pandemic. They'll be all dressed up coming through. I like that. I like that as long as it's not a replacement for something, meaning the parade. I'll come back to that in a moment particularly um, the move it, shake it, bake it kind of party that they had out in the street. This actually sounds like it's replacing that event and that that is pretty well gone forever. Um, I have never been a fan of that show. I felt like it was a noisy thing coming down Main Street um, during the day. Um, but I do know that a lot of people gathered and a lot of people danced in the street and some people just really enjoy letting go. And maybe I'm just not that person, but boy, it, it did it did attract a lot of people. And yet at the same time, it along with the stage show kept you from ever seeing a horse-drawn trolley or any of the other Main Street vehicles, which were opening day attractions, I should remind you, from coming down the street. And so, oh, not to mention the trolley show itself, taking you guests away from just going down the street. So so maybe this will open up a little bit more space down Main Street for Main Street vehicles to return and being part of it. More to come. Meanwhile, uh, Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse, along with 48 other characters, to create a total of 50 if you're keeping track here, will be part of the new Disney Fab 50, a new collection of golden sculptures debuting October 1st, 2021, across all four Walt Disney World theme parks as part of the world's most magical celebration honoring the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Yeah, this is one of those Instagrammable kinds of things, but guests will enjoy checking out, and they're like Easter eggs. You wanna go and look for each one of them in all the parks while you're there. That's a brilliant, that's a that's a low-hanging opportunity. Yeah, it takes a little bit of time to craft all 50, but it'll be fun to see which 50 characters show up and, uh, and where they show up, and I'm looking forward to being able to grab photos and, and checking those out. Now, there were other, um, other um, beacons of magic to include the beacons of magic. Remember, those are going to be appearing. Um, uh, 
the those were the icons of each of the four parks being showcased. Uh, we have seen those lights being put on at Spaceship Earth. I get the impression that the other three experiences will be more of a projection mapping experience than it will be a, a physical light like at Epcot. So, um, but what I found was interesting is that Disney in a footnote said, quote, Disney notes that Beacons of Magic will be available nightly at select theme parks. I just thought that was the strangest wording and the need to put it into a footnote, it almost made me feel like, okay, not happening every night, but some nights maybe? Or some nights at this park and some nights at that park? That was a very confusing communication that came out from them. But in addition, grand opening of Remy's Ratatouille Adventure at Epcot um, on opening on the on October 1st. That will be great to have. We've talked about that endlessly and about the fact that it's all ready to go out. But iridescent decor all across the resort. Um, we've, um, so interesting what that might be because we haven't seen anything other than the castle being re, re, uh, rethemed. Um, the Walt Disney World cast members will be wearing new iridescent name tags designed especially for this occasion. Those name tags look really cool and beat the smudgy looking ones they've been having for the last uh, nearly 20 years. They've been terrible name tags because the clouds look like you had smudged the ink uh, uh, on the background. It just didn't, it didn't work as a name tag. Um, Disney Magic Makers. Well, starting today through October 1st, 2021, any U.S. resident over 18 can nominate a person who inspires them for Disney Magic Makers contest by visiting, visiting www.disneymagicmakers.com and sharing the positive impact they have made. 50 nominees whose inspirational acts of kindness, compassion, and creativity best exemplify the values of a pound Disney magic maker will win a trip to Walt Disney World Resort to join the world's most magical celebration for the 50th anniversary and also a one-year subscription to Disney Plus if eligible. People can further celebrate their hometown heroes with a public post using Pound Disney Magic Makers on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or TikTok. We have a little video that kind of highlights this. This is a very a feel-good kind of way to hold a contest and to really celebrate some people who go the extra mile. I love this kind of thing and I'm glad Disney's doing it. Additionally, Disney is offering some commemorative books. The most important of these being A Portrait of Walt Disney World, 50 Years of the Most Magical Place on Earth. Um, that is coming out and that is intended, well, it's intended to be a look at, um, and if you remember, there's, there's over the years, there's always been kind of this coffee table book that came out particularly during anniversary um, years. Um, this um, this uh, Walt Disney World, a portrait of the first half century, a beautiful new coffee table book from Disney Editions. You can see the cover art uh, in the image that we show on our website. 
It talks about the history and evolution of Walt Disney World. It's written by Kevin Kern, Tim O'Day, and Stephen um, Vigini. The book will be available for purchase beginning September 28th at Walt Disney World, shopdisney.com, and wherever books are sold. Um, and for more details, we have a, a link of where you can go to learn. But those aren't the only books they've got of what is really kind of a fun uh, coloring book. Did you ever have a Walt Disney World or a Disneyland coloring book? I had several, so I am a coloring book kind of guy. And sure enough, as part of it, there will be, it's called, um, You're Never Too Old to Experience the Joy of Coloring, right? Well, for the creative spirit, this brand new adult coloring book is ideal for taking pencil to paper and adding your own brand of coloring style. Get your colored pencils ready. The book will exclusively be available uh, beginning September 28th. That, um, by the way, I think they need to have an online link in that coloring book so you can go and download the and and do it on an iPad and color it on an iPad. I think that would be cool too, but they don't mention anything like that. There is something called the Delicious Disney Lineup. And this is, is actually Delicious Disney, Walt Disney World, recipes and stories from the most magical place on earth. And it's gonna include uh, beautiful photos, behind the scenes anecdotes told by authors Marcy Carricker, Smothers, and Pam Brandon. This is a coffee book meets table meets coffee table book, um, and it's going to have 60 recipes ranging from appetizers to desserts, main courses, and libations. Disney food fans will love this collection of stories and recipes that go all the way back to opening day at 19, in 1971 to current favorites found around the resort. Again, this book is going to be uh, available come October 1st. And uh, yeah, that sounds um, very reminiscent of the one done about Walt Disney's favorite recipes and so forth. That was a hardbound a couple of years ago. That was a great book. And uh, it'll be fun to see. Birnbaum has got a 2021-22 guide with uh, insider scoop on everything that's going to happen for the 50th anniversary. Um that is opening as well as a kid's version of that, which will include a hunt for dozens of Mickey, hidden Mickeys throughout the theme parks and so forth. So several books coming out for in time for Disney's 50th anniversary. And that sounds uh, that sounds pretty exciting. I have, add to my library because I have a lot of Walt Disney World books as well as Disneyland and everything imaginable. Now, I'm saying all this because... As I go through all this, I'm feeling like, okay, there's some things that are missing here. And the big, the big missing piece is fantastic. You're going to do a new set of shows in two parks and a new daytime show in a third. And you're not going to do anything for Disney's Hollywood Studios. You're not even going to just bring back Fantasmic. To me, and maybe this is a separate announcement, I would like to hope and think so. Maybe they're still trying to figure out what it is. But to me, there is a need for a new Fantasmic show at Walt Disney World. Those who have done Disneyland and Walt Disney World's version always talk about how better Disneyland's version is. And I think because they've got things like the Columbia ship, 
in that uh, in that show and the Mark Twain. It it it's hard to beat Disneyland's version. Still, there are some pieces that I don't know. I love the fact that they represent Pocahontas, but the whole Savages piece really is that the is that the piece you really want to stage? There's so many great pieces. What about a whole tangled piece? What about a whole, you know, we talked about Princess and the Frog. Ah, oh, let me tell you, that would be a cool piece to add to Fantasmic. Um, we talk about Snow White's Scary Adventures at Disneyland being redone because it was too scary. The ending of Fantasmic is a little long in the tooth when it comes to the villains piece. I understand that because they're trying to pull that that dragon out on its on on its tracks it's a it's a big piece to pull out and make happen and then you got to hide it before the end of the show so i get kind of the length but it's a little it's a little intense when we get to the nightmare phantasmic portion of that show and just simply could it you know could you add a little bit more um to the disney 50th Disney World 50th through this Fantasmic. It just seems like there's an opportunity to do something there. I hope they do not forget Fantasmic. If nothing else, just replug the show in and get the third, the third um, barge back in because it's been missing one of the barges. You know how you have three princesses? Well, the Snow White barge has been completely missing in action about six or eight months prior to the pandemic. You need all three barges back in action and so forth. By the way, nighttime shows at Disney's Hollywood Studios? Why wouldn't we add back the Star Wars show or or the other shows that they have had that have been projection shows? That is missing in all this. Again, it could be tied to the 50th. Why not? Going back to the Magic Kingdom, we talked about this Mickey in iridescent clothes um, coming down in a cavalcade, but when are you going to bring back Festival of Fantasy? It is time to bring that show back. And do you have to wait till October 1st to do it? Or later? It needs to come back. And in fact, the return of all stage shows. Um, Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair, although my son calls it Donald's Royal Friendship Fair because he's a little partial toward Donald. But... We could use a 50th anniversary castle show. If nothing else, plus up or just change some of the wording in the World Friendship Fair. Uh, here are guests coming to the 50th anniversary, you know, and then you have Tangled and Snow White, or Frozen and um, and Princess and the Frog coming for in time for the 50th anniversary. The castle show, there needs to be a castle show. Um, also, there's some... All the stage shows, I mean, I've talked about how the studio shows like Epic, Stunt Spectacular, Indiana Jones, and Beauty and the Beast, Live on Stage, and Little Mermaid, and uh, Finding Nemo. Those need, how can you feel like you, you're back in business without those? Those need to be back in play. But particularly, may I just draw out two that I haven't mentioned a lot. A, The Spirit of Aloha, which there has always been a luau. At Disney's Polynesian Resort since since the part then since Walt Disney World opened. That is that needs to come back in some form or another. I don't mind it being review redone, but it needs to come back. 
And then also the infamous Hoop-de-Doo. Now that didn't launch the first year, but it did launch shortly thereafter, a year or two later, and it's been around for so many years. Hoop-de-Doo is, uh, people People just, that is a part of their, their uh, event, part of their experience coming to Walt Disney World is seeing Hoop-de-Doo every time they come back to Walt Disney World. It's just, it's just the cornerstone of their travel experience. I'll also mention one other thing that is missing in action that we don't know the details of. Epcot's missing the center of it. I mean, right now we have been for a long time going around the sides and it's time for the centerpiece of that park to reopen. I hope it opens sooner than later. I hope the guests going to Harmonious aren't having to walk all the way around to get in and out. It is time for that that piece needs to maybe they won't have of uh, the uh, Moana uh, uh, water fountain experience ready, but but surely there needs to be a centerpiece of a track down the middle so guests can come in and out. And of course, in connections with the new gift shop and the new food and beverage location, those pieces need to be rounded out and added quickly. These are missing in action and need to be part of the 50th anniversary from, from, what, I, from what I believe. At any rate, all the new news is exciting. We're just missing a few pieces in action. Thanks for joining us for this Disney at Play podcast. Appreciate you subscribing. Please check out our Wayfinder Society. It's a Patreon site for Disney fans where you not only help support this show, but we in turn provide you some really cool interactive tools by which you can experience the Disney parks. And so check it out and be a part of the Wayfinder Society. And uh, we're excited to have you join. Hey, it's all wonderful. We appreciate you being a part of this Disney at Play podcast. Wherever you are, wherever you go, always remember, follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We will see you real soon. Thank you.